Yo, what's up with it? Shouts out. We back up in this motherfucker right now. Let's get it bragging. Johnny is up. Going. Painted a beautiful picture of her for them. Shouts out. Joe Blast. Um, Hit the lights on the way in. Jackson, Your Honor. He's getting into what he claims he told Warner Brothers or wanted to. He's he's saying what he he wanted to tell them. He's not saying what he actually told them. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Jamaica in the building. Warner Brothers. What two franchise films are you referring to? Um, there was Aquanet. I mean, Aquaman. Sorry, Aquaman and Fantastic Beasts. The one that I was. In. And why did you feel a responsibility with respect to those two franchise films? Um, Warner Brothers was starting to get quite upset about uh, some of the things that were being said about me in the press that were constant, constant, constant uh, hit pieces. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, it. it on one level, on one level. Casino yes, C in the building. Acting, it's just movies. It's business, and it's your word. And I had given my word to them, and I had to. I felt responsible in in it to be that I had to tell them exactly what was going. Seven on. Seven gentlemen, and uh, that it was going to end up ugly. And which of those two film franchises were you a part of? I'm sorry? Which of those two film franchises were you a part of? Um, I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and I was in um, the Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Could we please pull up DX883? Aquanet. They're going to try to clown him for saying Aquanet. Now, Mr. Depp, do you recall seeing these text messages during Mr. Rottenborn's examination? Oh, God, yeah. Yes, I remember. And you didn't seem to recall. Hit the likes on the way in. Is that fair? It, 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 it truly is. It's, I mean, it's not, I, no. Do you have any? Knows, I don't know who Molly is. I don't know any, I don't know nothing about this. Do you have any understanding of what you're referring to in this text message? Or these two text messages? No. I, 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 honestly, if, if, if somebody else had borrowed my phone or something and made this text to Stephen, possibly. But I don't understand the... I don't, I don't have that kind of, uh, I don't write like, I don't have that kind of hubris or uh, expectation. That's quite grotesque text. Can we take that down, please? Can we please pull up Defendant's Exhibit 1821? 
Mr. Depp, do you recognize this document? That is behind the bar, yes. Okay. And do you see a, a – Mr. Ronborn asked you some questions about whether there was a telephone yes, in, and in now Australia. I see, the, I see a telephone there now. And do you, did you recall really that telephone being there? I don't recall the telephone being there, but uh, I, I can see it now. Can we please pull up eight, uh, Defendant's Exhibit 1820? Do you recall me showing you this text message earlier on? Uh, or excuse me, do you recall yes, me showing you this picture yes. uh, during your examination? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. And I think I asked you whether you recall a phone being mounted on the wall in the left of this picture. Do you remember that? Yes. And what was your answer to that? No. Mr. Depp, Mr. Rottenborn asked you some questions about your, your honeymoon. Do you remember that? Yes. And I believe you had testified that you and Ms. Hurd were on the Orient Express together. That's correct, yes. Where had you been prior to being on the Orient Express? Um, we had been in um, Australia. Um, and then made it over to Thailand to catch the Orient Express. Um, if we could bring up to Plaintiff's Exhibit 162 again. Mr. Depp, do you know who took this picture? Malcolm Connolly. And despite what Mr. Rottenborn in showed you about the of the picture of you prior to this. Do you see a bruise on your face in this picture? Um, I see like what looks like a pretty decent shiner and a kind of a scratched up nose, yes. And do you recall how you got the scratches and the shiner? There was a very brief um, freak out that Miss Heard had in our cabin. Uh, just before this dinner. I can't remember why, but there were many. Um, I remember taking the photograph, though. I mean, I remember being there. I remember meeting the chef and all. But I, I mean, the quality of the photo is not great. The quality of the other photo that he showed us is... Pretty up. Mr. Depp, did you ever physically abuse Ms. Heard during your relationship? Never. Never. No further questions. All right. Sir, you can have a seat next to your attorneys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank right. you. Your next witness. Didn't quite get that. I'm sorry. Mr. Depp calls Morgan Tremaine. All right, Morgan Tremaine.
Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon, Mr. Tremaine. Hello. Would you please state your full name for the record? Morgan Cliff Tremaine. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I produce esports events and design video games. And in 2016, what did you do for a living? I worked as the field assignment manager at TMZ. What uh -oh. is TMZ? TMZ isn't enter uh, an entertainment news uh, <laughs> television show. Here we go! And what were your responsibilities as the <laughs> manager for TMZ? Uh, I was the go-between oh! the news desk in the office and the reporters in the field. Here we go! Which you might know as paparazzi. Approximately how many paparazzis were you in charge of? Uh, at the time, it was about 20 in L.A., a handful, maybe three in New York, and then one in D.C. And what uh -oh. were your responsibilities specifically as to the paparazzi? It would be to dispatch um, paparazzi uh -oh. to stations based on tips. Hit the lights on the way uh, in. Just direction um, dictated. Bombshell witness. Spots where celebrities He's going to devastate them. And how were those tips received? They were received either through tips that we received through our tip line or directly through um, news. Here we news go. News. Yes, and frequently received directly from sources? Um, very often the case, yeah. And who were the type of sources that TMC Camille the deal. Um, they would receive tips from, oftentimes it would be publicists, managers, agents, or B-list celebrities. Lawyers? And lawyers, definitely. How are tips verified? Tips are verified um, by the, the extensive bombshell witness. tip line. We have to verify who sent it, that they, um, that the source is truthful, and so they have to uh, add their contact information, which is a field in that, um, on that website. The bombshell name, witness. Uh, number, things like that. And how long did that process typically take? If we receive a tip through the tip line, um, it could take a while because that would need to be, if it was a tip, we would need to verify it. If it was media, such as photos or videos, that would need to be extensively verified to ensure that the person sending it is the copyright holder and that we would have the legal ability to air it and distribute it. And while working for TMZ, were you involved in any assignments related to Ms. Heard? I was. What was the first time it's you were called? It's the bombshell witness. To Ms. Heard? Uh, I believe it was May 27th, 2016. And what was your role in that assignment? For that, it, Ms. Heard was filing a uh, restraining order at a courthouse in downtown Los Angeles. So uh, <laughs> dispatch came to the <laughs> Under what circumstances would you bring the to a courthouse? Uh, only if we had been informed prior. It's not by any means a celebrity hotspot. Um, we would only ever send people there if we had been tipped off that something was occurring and there was somebody present there. And what footage was TMZ trying to capture at the L.A. courthouse on May 27th, 2016? We were trying to capture uh, Amber leaving the courthouse and an alleged bruise on the right side of her. Alleged bruise. What was your team of paparazzi supposed to do while they were at the L.A. courthouse on May 27th, 2016? Objection, Your Honor. Uh, oh, yes! I'll overrule the objection at this point. We'll see. Go ahead, Mr. Tremaine. Can you uh, state the question again? 
What was your team of paparazzi supposed to do while they were at the Los Angeles courthouse on May 27, 2016? Their objective was to capture her leaving the courthouse and then she was going to sort of stop and turn towards the camera to display the bruise on the right side of her face, the alleged bruise. Did your team of videographers get the shot of Amber Heard? We did. What is the difference between receiving a tip from a news producer than any other source? Um, if it's Ooh. any other source, it would have to be verified um, by copyright. If it was anything that was received um, directly through a news producer, then they go through that process to verify uh, the source. Did you do anything to verify the tip on May 27th, 2016 related to Amber Heard? I did not. Why not? Um, because it had come directly from a news producer. Does that mean it had been verified? It means that they had verified that tip and deemed that it was credible and therefore a camera person needed to be dispatched. After May 27, 2016, were you involved in any other assignments related to Amber Heard? Yes. Can you tell me about those assignments? Um, the next one would have been August 6, 2016, where um, she was giving a deposition. So what did you do in relation to that tip? I uh, dispatched camera people to a parking lot adjacent to a law office in which she would be arriving to so we could get the uh, footage of her arriving for the deposition. Do you typically send paparazzis to parking lots of law offices? No, not at all. Did you get the shot of Ms. Heard on August 6, 2016? We did. After August 6, 2016, It's up! Were you involved in any of Surprise stories? witness in this motherfucker! And what story was that? Um, on the 12th, we received a video um, depicting um, Johnny Depp um, slamming some cabinets that was captured by Ms. Heard. And what day was that? I believe that was the t August 12th. Of 2016? Of 2016, yes. Cold ass bitch. Described to the jury. Cold ass bitch, bro. 2016? Yes, the video was sent in through our email tip line, which is uh, an She's email distribution that goes to all the producers and uh. myself as the field assignment manager because it often included yes the it came in as just describing how it came in he's i think he's about to reveal hearsay you're on a rule for now we'll see where it goes please continue so i received that email and it included a link from some unknown dropbox type um uh public uh website in which it contained that video. Your Honor, hearsay. He's about to describe what's what comes from the Dropbox website, and that's... So far as you said, he's... Uh, was a link from the Dropbox. We'll see the next question. Go ahead, next question. So you received a link. What was in that link? In that link Get the likes the up, it's up! ...of Johnny Depp smashing the cabinets. And you received this video in your inbox, correct? I did. What did you do once you received that video? Um, we downloaded it. We, we alerted the web editor who was sitting next to me at the time. Um, we downloaded it and then were instructed by the uh, news producer to do what we call slap um, bumpers and a bug on it, which is putting the dun-dun-dun at the beginning end and then uh, putting a uh, translucent watermark over it, which indicates copyright ownership.
We edited it out. We edited it out. Was it posted? We edited that. It was posted to TMZ.com. Did you do anything else related to Amber Heard on August 12, 2016? Um, yes, I received a tip that Amber Heard would be arriving at LAX, and so I dispatched camera people to uh, film that exit, or her, um, her arrival to LAX, rather. And why did you do that? Um, I was instructed to. How long does it take to post a story after media has been received by TMZ? After media has been received, um, it could take any length of time depending on who owns the copyright. How does TMZ obtain copyright over images and videos? Um, the only way to obtain copyright over media would be if we shot it ourselves, if it was sent to the tip line, source verified that it was from the original copyright owner, and then either purchased from that person or given to us, and then the third option would be if it was directly given to us by the copyright holder, like a direct source. And how long does it take to copyright something TMC has received through the tip line? Uh, it can take a while because you have to extensively verify that that person owns the copyright. And then possibly, it, it depends also if they, you can even get in contact with the person because they might not be super responsive immediately um, via phone or email that they provided. And then potentially you'd have to enter a negotiation with our clips and clearances department to uh, figure out the cost of clips and clearances department. How long does it take for TMZ to obtain a copyright or something received directly from a source? Something in the realm of 15 minutes just to do what I described before, which is putting bumpers and a bug on something and write the article and post it. It's pretty fast. How much time had passed from the time you received the kitchen cabinet video to the time it was posted on TMZ? About 15 minutes. Did any other tabloids other than TMZ post this video? Objection no, they leading in the calls for hearsay. Did any other tabloids? Mr. Tremaine, go ahead. No, they did not. And why not? Um, because it was a TMZ exclusive. And what does that mean? It means the TMZ owns the copyright to it. Let's go! It can't be distributed by any other media source without backlinking to TMZ, and they wouldn't be able to upload that media without uh, getting a copyright strike. Have you seen the kitchen cabinet video that was played in this trial? I have, yes. How does that video that was played in this trial compare to the one you received on August 12, 2016? Um, when uh -huh. I clipped the direct link that we received and watched Amber. the video in its entirety, it was much shorter than the video we had received uh, than the video that's been played in this trial. There was some a bit at the beginning that was played here in which Ms. Hurd is um, seemingly sort of sitting at the camera and getting into position. And then there's a bit at the end where she's seemingly snickering and looks at the camera. That part was not present in what we received. Did TMZ edit the video? No, not even a little. When we receive something and it's edited, there's a clear indicator because there's a, sort of a journalistic practice that uses um, when there's an edit, you do what's called a, like a white flash transition, which covers the entire screen with white to very clearly indicate to everybody there was an edit here for time or whatever, um, just for to make it a little more compelling. But in this case, it was not edited um, as I was staring at the machine that edited it and present for the entirety of receipt to publishing. 
When was the next time you worked on an assignment related to Amber Heard? Um, it was, well, uh, there was the, the time where we went to the airport. And then the day after that, because um, she had flown in for the deposition, because I, I think the first time didn't work out. Um, so she was arriving again for the deposition in that same um, parking lot adjacent to a, um, a law office. And what's that, August 13th, 2016? That was August 13th, yeah. And what was your assignment on August 13th, 2016? Uh, to dispatch camera people to that parking lot at a specific time in order to film Amber Heard arriving for the deposition. How did you know that tip was legitimate? Uh, it came from a news producer. While you worked at TMZ, did you ever receive any communications from Mr. Depp or his camp? I did not. Nothing further, Your Honor. Cross-examination? Yes. Uh, so, how do you know what video was shown at this trial? Um, I was alerted by a friend that um, that TMZ was being kind of talked about in this trial, and so I had seen a clip of that. So you watched some of this trial? Correct. Okay. When did you first reach out to counsel for Mr. Depp? Um, I believe that was six days ago, whatever that date would be. I'd have to do that. All right. And then you received a subpoena, I think, yesterday in care of your attorney, Cindy Hickox, right? Correct. Okay. And Cindy Hickox represents Christine Get the lights Bell, up. Kate James, Robin Baum. Objection, Your Honor. Were you aware Calls of that? Calls for speculation. Overruled. Were you aware of that? No. Okay. Now, if you don't have information that's helpful to this case, then you wouldn't be a witness, correct? Objection. I, Calls I for speculation. Sustained. I'm, Sustained. Next question. I'm not aware. Okay. You know this. You know this case is being televised, right? I, I am aware that there are cameras. And so this gets you your 15 minutes of fame. Objection, it? Your Honor. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't um, even strike me so as that. I stand to gain nothing. You ain't chasing clout, bitch. Come on now. The target of TMZ. You ain't chasing clout, bitch. Come on now. You ain't chasing clout, bitch. Any 15 minutes here? Though you may, you're welcome to speculate. I could say the same thing by taking Amber Heard as a client for you. A little argumentative, don't you think? Oh, hardly. I find that to be purely logical. Thank now, you. are you aware that <laughs> sports were well aware of the TRO that was going to be presented on May 27th? Objection. Calls for speculation. Were you aware of that? Lack of foundation. No, overruled, if you can answer it. Can you restate the question? Were you aware that Mr. Depp's divorce attorneys were aware that Amber Heard was going in to seek a TRO on May 27th? I don't think I understand the question, but I don't think so, no. Okay. Do you know question. whether Blair Burke, one of Mr. Depp's divorce attorneys, has a very close, had a very close relationship with TMZ at that time? Objection. Calls for speculation. Overruled. If he knows. Uh, I was not aware of that. Okay. And when you said that you were dispatched twice, once to film Amber for in a parking lot for the deposition, and then it didn't work out, and so you had to do it another time. How did you know it didn't work out? Because TMZ.com posted an article saying as much. Okay. And I, know, I was not dispatched. Do you know the why office. the deposition did not work out? I'd have to reference the article. I forget. So, so do you know? I, I, I didn't write that story. I wasn't involved in the actual you know journalism of that. which side? Do you know which side would have known or not known whether that deposition was going to work out? 
In other words, the people representing Mr. Depp or the people representing Ms. Hurd? I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, and then the video clip. Um, you don't know who provided that, correct? Correct. Okay. Not just to find out. I have no further. All right. Redirect. Mr. Tremaine, why did you contact me <laughs> in relation to this case? Um, I saw that there was a discrepancy with like the video that was shown here in the video that I know I've received. So I, I had no interest in testifying. It was, I had reached out simply to maybe try to help with the timeline of things or, or help with the case in any way just by virtue of, of understanding the timeline of the stories that were published and kind of how that can be unclear. Um, but I had no idea I'd be on the stand. Nothing further. Thank you. All right, sir, you're free to go. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Surprise witness comes witness. through. Okay. Mr. Depp calls Brian Newmeister, Your Honor. All right, Brian Newmeister. He has not been sworn. Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon, Mr. Newmeister. Good afternoon. Could you please state your full name for the record? It's Norbert, N-O-R-B-E-R-T, Brian, I go by Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Newmeister, N-E-U-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. Um, could you start by describing, describing your educational background, please? My educational background, well, I graduated from Cal State University Northridge 42 years ago with a degree in political science. Um, from then on, I've been working professionally in photography, totally unrelated, uh, for the past 42 years. Uh, and that would also include videography, audio, and a few other different uh, binary related tasks. Where do you currently work? Uh, I own uh, USA Forensic. What is USA Forensic? USA Forensic is a digital forensics company. We are boutique, we're very small. We work, uh, we have offices in Grosse Point Farms, Michigan, and in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we work with varying types of clients because to us, data is data and it takes no side. So we can be ending up working for prosecution, defense, law enforcement, the Innocence Project. We have a contract with the Department of Defense we do classified and unclassified work. We've done classified work with various agencies. We've worked with DOJ, and I've worked in 23 countries as a photographer. What's your title at USA Forensic? Uh, CEO. Did you also found USA Forensic? Originally, in around 1990, it was called Skymeister, and that is because of my the amount of helicopter photography time I have. Um, <laughs> About twenty, about ten years ago, we changed Sky Master. while still doing a lot of the same tasks. And you described, I think, some of the entities that you work with. Um, what kind of work do you do for those entities that you mentioned? We do uh, audio forensics, which is clarifying audio, for example, sting operations or uh, audio that may have been picked up on surveillance or any other type of recording, removing background sounds. 
Video clarification, we do a lot of work with Axon Ron, cameras. I'm just checked on relevance based on the discussion we had earlier. This experience has absolutely nothing to do with anything. All right, do you have an objection to him being moved in as an expert in the field? Well, she hasn't moved yet. I'm objecting to the relevance of the testimony on the subject matter right now. I'll overrule the objection. Thank you, Your Honor. Go ahead, Mr. Newmeister, you can continue. Uh, where I left off is uh, we do a lot of work with Axon police cameras because they don't really handle low lux levels or low light levels very well. So we clean up, uh, we are beta testers for a program called Input Ace, which is uh, part of the Axon company used by police officers. We clarify their cameras to better see what happened at night, uh, for example, in, in different scenes. We do the same with surveillance cameras, um, any kind of camera, cell phone cameras. We also do uh, cell phone forensics computer forensics and cell tower forensics, along with photog uh, phot photographic forensics. What types forensics. of cases do you work on? It can be anything from uh, Fortune 500s to, uh, uh, it can be anything from a pro per, which is a person that's actually just representing themselves in, in a, in a uh, smaller case, to uh, a lot of homicide cases, um, defamation, um, it could be any kind of case that requires cell phone extractions or computer extractions. Could be money laundering. Could be uh, a Department of Defense identifying a voice. That type of thing. Satellite imagery. And basically anything with binary information. Have you been retained as an expert before? Oh yes. Um, I would say we average about 150 to 200 cases a year. In the last four years, we've done over 600 cases. And that would be in uh, U.S. federal courts, U.S. district courts, various state courts throughout uh, uh, throughout the United States. We just wrapped up a case that was an overseas case, wrapped up yesterday. Um, we do U.S. military court. Uh, it, we have a case coming up in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. So it, it's really very, I've done quite a few U.S. district court cases. Have you testified as an expert in digital forensics before? Yes, um, and what people sometimes don't understand is only about 2% of all cases go to trial. So 98% of the time you're actually just doing the forensic work and giving it to the parties. And as we say, data is data, it really doesn't take a side. We don't have a narrative. So uh, very often it's just providing the data for the attorneys to work with uh, or the parties. Have you ever been excluded from testifying as an expert regarding any work that you performed? No, um, but you have to take into account that sometimes there might be curbs put on what, uh, for example, in this trial, um, there's certain boundaries. Uh, or if you're working with a proper or with a attorney that is not very familiar with electronics. And, and the thing is, again, they teach Latin in law school, not binary and binary is the universal language these days. So sometimes in the legal system, it's a little bit hard to explain to attorneys what exactly we're doing, so we try to break it down and make that work. What is digital forensics? Digital forensics is anything that you are using, like your, your television set, your cell phone, your computer, uh, anything that runs off of binary information that has coding in it. How long have you worked in digital forensics? Well, I actually started off in analog, so it's been 40-some-odd years. I started off as a cameraman. Um, my first cameras were film cameras when I was a kid. 
My dad was a director of sales and sales service administration for the NBC television network on the West Coast. So I grew up around television cameras. My first cameras were cameras people might not have heard of, Leica, Hasselblad, cameras like that. I trained with some of the best photographers around at the time, William Walner, Niall Latham, really excellent photographers. And um, I started shooting videotape from helicopters and I logged about 14,700 hours of video. And at that time, oddly enough, since we were the only helicopter, a television helicopter, we were the only helicopter in Phoenix. At the time, the sheriff's, the sheriff's department did not have a helicopter. The police department did not have a helicopter, nor did Aravac. So we ended up doubling up uh, being a news crew as well as an air rescue crew. So as far as forensics, analog probably from 1980 to 1990 and digital from 1990 through current. How'd you get started in it? Really by osmosis. I started in the production field. I usually don't uh, do that much TV work anymore. I did do, I did shoot uh, part of an episode, uh, a program called Planet Earth for the BBC last year. I don't normally do television anymore. It's just 99% forensics. But um, I got started because very often as working in the helicopter, um, we'd be asked to work for a police department in a rescue or a chase or whatever the situation might be. And since I'd be videotaping it, they would ask me to break it down frame by frame and analyzing it using a, what's called a time-based corrector in the day. And so um, word got out that I could do unusual things because I'm pretty good with machines. And uh, it, it just ended up, it, more and more people started calling and it just became a full-time job. Have you received any professional certifications in forensics? Yes, but again, most hackers and people who do uh, interesting work uh, don't have any certifications because the certification is usually like a week-long course. I've been doing this stuff 42 years. Um, my partner, Matt Erickson, he uh, He's actually a, a objection, Your Honor, to the partner who's not testifying to these qualifications on relevance. Sustain the objection. Yep. Mr. Newmeister, can you just describe which professional certifications you have received? Uh, for uh, cell phones, uh, Oxygen, uh, which is a, a program similar to Silverite. Uh, but these are uh, these are programs that are used by law enforcement and by private parties to extract data from cell phones um, that has been deleted or. Uh, which is critical in a lot of cases, deleted data, or just to what we call image a cell phone. In other words, get every bit of data that's possible on a cell phone. And again, every cell phone is different. The next would be in cell tower, cell tower forensics. Are you a member of any professional associations in your field? Yes, um, the IEEE, which is the International Engineering Society. And the reason I belong to that is about 40% of the world's white papers on electronics are published through IEEE. So they have a huge uh, database on anything from um, microwave technology to uh, telephone transmission technology. Anything that I might work with, they might have a white I paper. I like this on guy. Also, um, with the Audio Engineering Society, AES, I am uh, a member of that. I lecture to AES. Um, uh, uh, there's a few others, but again, they're just uh, mainly to have a repository of information. 
Have you received any honors or awards? Yes, I've received about 80 honors and awards. I have, uh, for videography, I've got a total of 12 Emmy Award statues, but I've been the principal in 39 Emmy Awards, which means I've written the music for the uh, program, and, and the program has won the Emmy Award for music, but it was given to the production company, which happens a lot. I won for best editing. I won for best ace editing, which is um, computer editing. Uh, best sound. I've won, uh, I've done the music to a piece that won the Gold Lion at the Cannes Film Festival. I've done uh, music to a piece that ran, that won the Gold at the Calgary Film Festival. I've got a, a lot of awards from Associated Press and different uh, uh, companies from doing documentaries and news. Have you published any works um, in the field of digital forensics? Yes, uh, and they're mostly articles, about a half dozen of them or so. We don't have much time, and I don't usually do it, but it was basically on most of my work deals around clarifying or authenticating. So it was basically the things I published were on clarification of digital files. Have you appeared on TV as an expert in digital forensics? Yes. Uh, where? Uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, BBC, um, Discovery Channel, a uh, number of different uh, things. Any uh, particular examples of things that you've spoken on TV about? Oh, Boston bombings, how the frame averaging was done on that, sort of things like that. Um, again, we get calls a lot, but I don't speak specifically about cases. I just speak about technology. Have you given any public lectures in the field of digital forensics? Yes, we get off, asked quite often, but due to our schedule, it's a little rough. We do what's called ins of court. We do, uh, we speak in front of private investigative groups. We do attorneys continuing legal education. Um, just uh, auto, audio engineering society, just, um, we try to do a few a year, and that's about what our schedules will allow given our, 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 our time. Your Honor, at this point, I'd like to tender Mr. Neumeister as an expert in the field of digital forensics. Any objection? No objection, All right, Your Honor. so moved. Mr. Neumeister, turning to the work you've done in this case, um, what have you done? I was asked to analyze the uh, photographs or photographs of purported injuries to Ms. Heard. And what was the purpose of that analysis? To authenticate photos or to, uh, to review and see if they were uh, altered in any way. What did you analyze to, to reach your opinions? Well, I analyzed groups of photos that were submitted by uh, Ms. Hurd's legal team. What work did you do to analyze? Ooh, here we go. Well, normally you start off by looking at the what's called the EXIF data. The EXIF data is the binary data that's encoded into a photograph. It tells here you- Here we go. Did you uh, Photoshop it, bitch? Flash fired. If the, what the operating software version was of the cell phone for, or camera that, that shot a photo, what type of lens was used, what the f-stop was. It's There's literally about a of data on a JPEG photo. So we would start with an EXIF uh, editor or an EXIF viewer. Anything else that you looked at? Yes, um, when we're dealing with RGB cameras, which are red, green, and blue channel cameras, which would be a cell phone or a, a basic home camera. They're based on RGB channels. We would do um, four, four types of scopes. We would do a vector scope. We do, we do a luminance scope. We do a waveform scope, and then what's called an RGB parade. 
and those scopes analyze different things. The vector scope analyzes where the different types of colors are headed in, for example, it's broken up into reds, magenta, different areas on a, on a scope. We would, um, we would take a look at that to see if there's anything out of the normal for the type of camera being used. In other words, would there be above a certain percentage of chroma? And chroma means color saturation. Objection, Your Honor. Oh, Shit, this bitch can't go to jail for this shit. I can't believe this bitch can't go to jail for this shit she did up in this courtroom wasting motherfucking time, bitch. Got Jack Sparrow in the courtroom, bitch. Got Jack Sparrow in the car. <laughs> they got the They finna say fake pictures. <laughs> they finna say fake pictures. Bitch, you Photoshop, you photoshopping ass bitch. Man. Mr. Newmeister, based on the um, analysis you performed in this case, uh, have you formed any opinions? Pardon? Based on the analysis you've done in this case, have you formed any opinions? Yes. What are they? Well, three basic ones. One is quite a number of the photos have been through a photo, and uh, at least one, possibly two. Checks from your honor foundation. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of the photos uh, that you uh, formed opinions about, do you do you understand if they've been submitted as evidence in this case? Yes. Uh, and what conclusions have you formed about those? Fake pictures. Fake pictures. Fake pictures. You have to go man, through this. You which know, photos you're talking about? Which ones in <laughs> <evidence>, <laughs> what exhibit numbers? That's that's the basis of the we're objection. We're talking generally about opinions right now. Fake we're we're going to get into some specifics. Fake pictures. Okay. Yeah, fake pictures. Fake pictures, man. <laughs> Thank you. Sad. Yeah, some of the pictures they uh, sad, Photoshop, outright edited, chop and paste. You don't know talk about. Um, Mr. Newmeister, have you prepared a demonstrative um, that aids in your testimony with respect to any of the photos that you looked at in this case? Yes. Um, I'd like to pull up plaintiff's 1303, Your Honor, if I might approach. 
We have a demonstrative so we can show you. Your Honor, I would, again, object. We can approach to discuss okay, it. Did Amber think she could? Amber thought she she was going to do some fake pictures. Amber did fake pictures. Fake pictures, man. Can a bitch go to jail? You trying to get me for 100 million and you came with fake pictures? They don't want him to opine on them pictures. <laughs> hey man, that's 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 one of the key words from this trial. That's a buzzword from this trial. Opine, opine, and um, chemistry test. A, a chemistry test. Defendants Exhibit One to see if you have chemistry with the actors. You do a chemistry test. Opine, it's, a, it's another, it's uh, some other this, shit I heard, does too. Does this photo appear to be one that you have analyzed as part of your analysis in this case? There were many versions of this photo. Um, I would say there were dozens of different versions with different chromatic values, different file sizes, different physical sizes. Some had been through Photos 1 or Photos 3, which are photo editing software uh, programs. Know which software it got put through. We know we know what software you used. Even though the software is not here, we know what soft we not in evidence. Why why are you using photo processing? Thirteen oh three is in evidence over objection. I'm not in evidence, I'm sorry, as a demonstrative. Just as a demonstrative. I'm sorry. Could we go to please? And Mr. Neumeister, um, what does this demonstrative show about um, the photos that you analyzed? Well, they, they appear to be similar. However, if you look below at the file sizes, uh, one on the left is 712 kilobytes. The one in the middle is 489 kilobytes. And the one on the right is 524. Yeah. Now, what's unusual about that is these photos will not digitally finger. When you hit licks. They won't hash. In other words, forensically, they don't match. Yeah. But the thing is, you could say, well, it was sent through email. Maybe it's a different size. This, the font sizes, for example, would be possibly, uh, you know, you can select the file size you send a photo. But there's no way to authenticate any photo that was presented in the way the evidence was collected. And so what conclusions do you draw from that? Well, there's, this is just three of many of the same type of photos that are all different sizes and have different chromatic, which means color. Objection, Your Honor. We just had a ruling on this. All right. Sustained objection. Mr. Inuester, stick to your opinions that relate specifically to what you analyzed about the EXIF data, please. Yeah. All three of these photos had to go through some type of transformation to change sizes. All of these photos have been edited. that one down. <laughs> All of these photos um, have been edited. Um, yes, bitch. Shiesty bitch. Photos. Uh, what is that? Photos three and with your swirl, with your swirl on the top with the bun, blonde, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Product. 
it's for uh, editing photos. She in a non-reality or now because it's all, it's all, she, she just got to pray uh, Johnny Depp don't say, bitch, I need 50. I need 50 M's, bitch. Break yourself, bitch. I don't give a fuck how you do it. Um, but when you save a photo through an editing program, you leave a mark on you the leave, exif data. You leave a mark. The exif data is the data that is embedded in a photograph that you tells leave you a, mark. a lot about the photograph. And again, in the early days when we were using film cameras, Edited. you would write down the f-stop, which is the, the light setting. You would you would write the type of lens you use, the time of day, um, the type of film stock, the type of filters you're using. Now with digital cameras, uh, that's done electronically. And there's about about a thousand lines of code, of which fifty are probably important that tell you what the camera was doing. So, what's the significance of EXIF data in your photo analysis? Well, in this situation, I can see that normally where the operating system of the camera would be, which means the version that the of operating system the phone is running on, it would normally say something like. I'll just throw out an arbitrary number, 9.1.3 operating system for iOS, which is Apple's iPhone operating system. Instead of saying that, it says software photos 3.0 or photos 1.0. That means <laughs> rendered, which means composited together in an editing program. Did you prepare a demonstrative that shows uh, some of your analysis of some of the exit data of the photos in this case? Yes, I did. Okay. Can we pull up 1304, please? <laughs> you okay. Amber should have thought that they would have Objection. some uh, a forensic, uh, uh, a digital forensic specialist. They should have known. She should have known. Uh, no objections demonstrative. All right, thank you. We'll publish it as 1304, just as a demonstrative. And Mr. Newmeister, are, are these images in this demonstrative excerpts from the report you prepared in this case? Yes, they are. And what do they show? On this particular uh, photo, and, and on all of them, it shows the first few lines of EXIF data, the ones that would be most important for this photograph. So, for example, things you would see, the very top line would be the make of uh, phone. It's an Apple iPhone 6. And then the resolution is 72 mm. pixels per inch, 72 to 1. Um, and instead, where it says software on a normal iPhone photo, it would, instead of saying photos three. He's opining say, on the uh, pictures. Software version, for example, <laughs> 9.3.1. And then you've got the date and the time of the photo uh, below that, which is really easy to change in an EXIF editor. And below that, you have uh, things like the, exact, uh, like the flash. You've got... Um, the exposure type, how long the exposure was. Uh, so what you just highlighted there again was the date and time. Uh, so that's uh, universal time code minus whatever area you're in uh, in the world. Anything else you want to show us with this demonstrative? Um, yeah, just below that, if you look up, there's some um, 
things that would say, uh, for example, a directly photographed image, that is not going to be necessarily accurate once it's been through an editor. Uh, it will always pretty much say that. Um, so when you're looking at scene, scene type or auto exposure, um, these are things that, uh, that really don't matter all that much. What would matter is, um, for example, if you're taking notes, the focal length would be important, um, the pattern of metering, things like that to a photographer would be, would be important. And again, this is just a few lines, and the reason I put these in there was just to explain a bit what EXIF data is. Uh, the actual thing I'm trying to point out is the fact that instead of an operating system, it shows the, um, uh, the editing program that was used on this photo. Um, are there additional photos that you did this analysis for? Yes, many. Okay. Um, can we scroll to the next page, please, Tom? Is there anything um, about this photo that you noted as part of your analysis, Mr. Neumeister? Yes, again, it's, it's uh, you know, right, right there you've got photos 3.0 on that particular photo. So, when you hit a link, think, you know, if you try to the, run the game, photo, man, remember, if you're submitting photos, <laughs> you try to put them through like some process, and they gotta know. They gotta know. They gotta know. They gotta know. This would then be EXIF data. Thanks, Johnny. Do you have other photos in this demonstrative? Yes. All right. Can we scroll to the next page? They gotta know. You've got up here in the top. You've got the the photos 3.0, and this is. Throughout a lot of the photos that are uh, in evidence, or versions of the photos Ooh. in evidence, were gone through Photos 3.0 or Photos 1.5, an earlier version. Can we scroll to the next um, page, please, Tom? And what about this one? Same thing, Photos 3.0. And again, in a photo uh, editing app, you can do an awful lot of things. So when you see Photos 3.0, first of all, you know it's not anywhere near an original, there's going to be compression artifacts. Nowhere, nowhere near an original. All right. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Can we move on um, to the Nowhere next near the, the original. original. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, we've got the photos app. Okay. And I believe there's one final photo in this um, demonstrative. What about this one? Again, if you look up there, it says uh, photos 3.0 on that particular photo. All right. We can take that one down. Um, Your Honor, I have a little bit left. I don't know if you wanted to. All right. You want to take our afternoon? Let's go ahead and take our afternoon recess. Just uh, do not discuss the case. Ooh. Outside recess. Thank you. <laughs> Devastating day for Amber and them. Amber and them took the L's today. Pictures destroyed. All the all the evidence. There was shice, There was shitty looking. And the evidence was shitty looking. And the evidence was shitty looking. It was shitty. But they destroyed all the evidence. They destroyed all the evidence. 
Hey man. We already know he already he already made a case for the for the he already made a case like if if the photos been put through this 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 uh this photo editor they ain't nowhere near the original all the on off gate off the rip man this is man ah <laughs> oh, shout out shout out to these motherfuckers man. Oh my God! What else can they do? I'm I wonder what else they're gonna. How else? Man, I'm surprised. Man, man, Amber should be be facing criminal trial. It should be like, wow, man. It should be damn near criminal shit going on up in this motherfucker. Shit, man. <laughs> The jury gonna be like, nah, we ain't really gotta talk long, man. We we know, we already know. But the, the, okay, time for the jury to deliberate. Ah, oh, no, nah, we already know, man. It's all good. We 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 trying to leave, man. It's we been up in here, man. Yeah, man. Throw this bullshit out, man. This bitch, man. I can't believe this bitch. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Only in America. Huh? Only in America. Shout out to everybody in the chat. If you're new in the chat, let me know where you hot where you where you where you where you where you're watching me from, where you're at right now, what city you're in, you know. Let me see what's going on out there, man. Let's see what's going on out there right now. We gonna come back and do a show tonight, though, for sure. I think, man, we gotta, we got I think we gotta come back. I'm feeling like, I feel like I gotta recap something, man. I feel like I gotta speak on some stuff, man. Get the likes up. I feel like I gotta tap. Oh man, what the fuck is this? Oh man. Shit is brazy, man. Shit is brazy. Salute. Salute. Get the likes up. Shouts out to everybody in there right now, man. We on a little break right now. A little couple, little few minutes recess, man. Um, this has been a riveting testimony today. It's been up. It has been up. We are tapped in. Boss Mac Topsoil is in the building, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, tap in. Shout out to everybody that's, that's fucking with me right now. Shout out to everybody that's fucking with me right now. Hey, man, make sure you go tap in and cop some Ball Smack Streetwear, man. You know what I'm saying, y'all niggas? Fuck with some Ball Smack Streetwear, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Tap in. Look at that. There goes the, there goes, uh... Princess, Lady Dame, 
Follow Lady Dang on the gram. Lady Dang on Instagram. She was on the show. Shout out Lady Dang. We're going to have her back on here with her homegirls and shit. You feel me? Fly Latina, Santa Ana. You understand me? Right there with that with that ball smack reflective hoodie right there on, man. That shit brazy. That shit tight, man. Fuck with that. You know what I mean? There she go right there. You know what I mean? Vibing with the ball smack top soil. You feel me? Oh, yeah, man. All the way bragging, man. Shout out. Shout out to her, man. You know, shout out Princess. You feel me? Cop that. Cop that. Cop that bitch relax hoodie right there. That that re, that 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 reflective joint right there, man. That shit hard, man. You know what I'm saying? Tap in. You know what I mean? Tap in, tap in. You hear me? You know, there it go right there, man. Good to the last drop. It just don't stop. Tap in, man. Tap in. Salute, salute. Tap in. Yeah, we here on break, man. Waiting for them to come back, you know. Um, you know, um, the beautiful princess right there in the ball smack streetwear, you know. You know, tap into that, man. They make it look good. And then we got this joint right here, man. I like this joint right here, man. It's that, uh, this one right here is that holographic, bitch, you mad, bitch, fuck you. Bitch, you mad, bitch, fuck you right there. Uh, The holographic joint, you know what I mean? The holographic joint, real fly. You know what I'm saying? Captivating attention. You know what I'm saying? We doing a Ball Smack Streetwear commercial right now. You know, it's a Ball Smack Streetwear commercial. You know, right there. See, we got the uh, Taylor. Uh, Taylor right there with the chocolate hoodie on. You feel me? We got them on deck right now. Fly hoodies. You know. These is unisex, though. You could get it, you know. Niggas could rock that, but, you know, it look good on bitches, though, right, yeah? We're going to have Taylor back on here, man. You know, I don't want Taylor to think I ain't, you know, that's the homegirl. We're going to have her back on here one time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let me see, man. We got, uh... Man, we got a lot, of, a lot of flavors, man. A lot of flavors, man, right here, man. A lot of flavors, man. That balls, man. That, that shit flavor. But then, you know, you can see what it look like when a Latina rocket, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know, different vibes, different vibrations, you know what I'm saying? What we doing here. You know what I mean? We out here, man. Fuck with us. Don't fuck with them. 
You know what I mean? Let me see. That, oh man, that, and this right here, man. Come on, man. We got we got fire shit. Look at that. That bitch relax white right there. All right. <clears throat> Let me go over here, man, and you know, see if anything pop. Let, let me see if I could, you know, tap in or something right quick, man, you know, and just uh, enlighten and chop it up one time. Let me see, man. Um, Salute. You are tapped into the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial, man. It is uh, on break right now. Little little lunch break happening. Yeah, man. Live from um, live. You know Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard live right now with the commentary. Let me know if that, let me know if uh, we streaming all right, man, because I'm receiving alerts saying that I'm not streaming all right. Let me know if we're streaming all right. Yeah, man. We out here, man. There's some New York vibrations, man, right here, man, at the dog park in New York. You know, they got the rat problem, man. It's up out there with the rats, man. I ain't been to New York in a minute, man. I want to go out there, man, and catch a vibration, man, and see how it is, man. Get my New York on, man, all that. You know what I'm saying? You know, just tap into the drill scene a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we back. Okay, I see we good. I see. we were. I see what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it changed colors over here, man, on the streaming. I, I must have been streaming choppy over there, man. I must have been streaming choppy. Hold up. Let me see what we got over here, man. Let me see what they got over here, man. Yeah, man, uh... Oh man, is it this can't be real right here, man. This can't be real. Is this real? That can't be real. That can't be real. This can't be real right here, man. This can't be real right here, man. This can't be real. Is this real? They say when the fil- the filter a filter can do that? That can't be real right there. That ain't real. I appreciate that, man. I don't know, man. It was like a little, you know, it's giving me like a little uh, notification, like some shit was going bad type shit, man. Now it's boo. Now it's boo. Now it's boo. That's a trip. Yeah, man. Let me see. 
I think we still on break. Let me check back. Let me check back and make sure we ain't up. Yeah, we still on break. We got the sound up though, so we'll know when we, when when we on. All right. Let me see right quick, man. I can't believe that shit. Monkey pox. What y'all think about the monkey pox, though, man? Monkey pox on the way, man. Damn, man. That's some brazy shit, man. Damn, they just unleashing all diseases right now, motherfuckers, man. This is unleash all the diseases, everything out, huh? Monkey pox. Everything, man. The fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Illegal nutcracker. What the fuck? Let me see. Summer isn't summer in New York City. Let me pull this shit up. I don't know. I just I just seen this. What is this? Summer isn't summer in New York City without the city's famous nutcrackers. If you know, you know the illegal drinks can be sold on the street, including on illegal the illegal drinks can be sold on the street including beaches and parks independent vendor however it looks like 10 5 to 10 dollar drink is shot up to 15 dollars a bottle it must be bomb reports note the drink became popular back in the 1990s if you're unaware a nutcracker is a drink mixed with liquor that's usually sold in a plastic bottle Middleton told the post the illegal drink usually went for five for an eight ounce bottle, ten dollars for a twelve ounce. Now it's fifteen dollars a bottle. Mm. It must be bomb. I ain't never heard of it. Y'all heard of that? Niggas trans wow monkeypox being man imagine that imagine fucking a bitch and getting uh, breaking out with monkeypox what the fuck bro what the fuck bro uh damn I didn't see this man Tank speaks on performing at gay pride events.
Tank said, I need that paper, man. I don't give a fuck, man. Honestly, if you sissies don't turn up while I'm in here right now, I came to see y'all. And they said, yeah! And it was at that moment that they understood, like, I have no judgment for you in your lifestyle. I only have love for you as a human being. You also are the reason why I'm able to feed my family. So I love you for that. And I'm going to entertain the same way I would entertain on any stage, whether it's a bunch of girls in the front row or a bunch of guys in the front row. I'm securing my shit. Yes, yes. I'm secure. I I don't feel like I'm going to walk into a gay room and all of a sudden become gay. Right, right, right. Right? And so when the backlash comes and people are saying, oh, he must be gay, I can laugh at that because that, that's not the worst thing you can call me. Right. Right. Because I don't see it as that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just did Pride in Dallas. I ain't know that. Where's the bag at? Right. Mm. <laughs> I ain't know that. There and, you know, I finished my first song and the explosions. I ain't know that. Shout out Tank. Tank the one that said it's all right if you get your dick sucked. One time you're not gay though, like I think he said that. I don't know, get the likes up though. Let me see if we back if it's showtime again. Yeah. <laughs> it's showtime, baby. In the courtroom. Think we back? Hold up. Hold up. I think we back in a minute. Not yet. Not yet. Hit the likes on the way in, though. Hit the likes on the way in. Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. It's up. We loving it. We got the... We we had so much go on today. Shit, man. It's up. They're about to get back going. Let me see right quick. Ready for the jury? Yes, sir. Let's go. We up. Can we approach for just okay. one moment? Okay. They're approaching the bench, chopping it up. Hit the likes when you come up in here, man. We struggling. Show love. Hit the likes on the way in. Amber Heard caught in all types of lies. 
Shout out. Yes, Your Honor. Sorry. I'm sorry. Johnny Depp. Free Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, man. Hit the lights on the way in, y'all. We getting back at it. It's up. Another day of law. Another day of law is what you saw. Your next question. Thank you. Um, Mr. Neumeister, do you have another demonstrative prepared um, that shows a photo with EXIF data reflecting that it was saved in Photos 3? Correct. At Photos 3, yes. Um, Your Honor, we have a video of um, these photos, and we're happy to play it once um, so that counsel can review, if that's all right. Okay. Right now, counsel is up there top, chopping it up with the judge. It's up right now. I feel like it's over. I feel like the trial is really over, but we're going through the preliminary. Johnny has just devastated the opposition. Johnny has devastated the opposition. Neutralized all witnesses. All the specialists that was brought to the table have been neutralized. Right now, pictures are being the pictures. The, the, the little bit of evidence a bitch had is being destroyed right now as we sit here. Behold,
right, we should carry that, Your Honor. Right, thank you. May we publish, or would you like to see it? And what's, what's demonstrative is this going to be then? This is plaintiff's 1305, Your Honor. All right, thank you. Could you play it? So 13 marked as uh, plagued as 1305 and uses demonstrative can publish to the jury. Let's go. Forensic specialists destroying them. Mr. Newmeister, we're going to um, go ahead and play the demonstrative that you prepared. And then um, after the jurors had a chance to see it, if you want to explain to them um, what the demonstrative shows, that would be great. Yes, ma'am. I like that demonstrative. The demonstrative, I like that. Mac Live, Mac Live, what's up with it? So, Mr. Newmeister, what was uh, depicted in that video? The same photo treated uh, two different ways. One was marked with the original, oper or with the operating system from an iPhone, which is iOS 9.3.1 on that particular. Uh, photo, the one that says 9.3.1, there is a graphic below indicating it. The second photo uh, is marked Photos 3, and it looks quite a bit different. And um, just, Tom, could we pull up Defendant 708? Mr. Newmeister, does the image in Defendant 708 appear to be uh, similar, the same photo as uh, what was depicted in your demonstrative? It's the, it, it's the, actually, it's the Photos 3.0 uh, edit version. Ugh. Thank you. We can take that one down, Tom. Killing her. It's a um, killer. Mr. Newmeister, have you also formed an opinion about defendants' exhibits 712 and 713? Correct. Um, did you prepare a demonstrative that shows... Um, I can show you if you'd like, Your Honor. Slaughter. All the all the all the all the pictures. That was faulty anyway. So he got this bitch to part in. Got her to roll in Aquaman. Started fights with this nigga. Just try to destroy a nigga career. Like, shit on the bed. All right. Could we pull up um, plaintiff's exhibit 1306, Tom? This. And, Your Honor, this is another video that. Um, oh, can you pause that, please? Everything bad. Just, it's not published yet, so I'm happy to play it once through. Absolutely. Um, everything horrible. Everything horrible, man. What a bitch. What a bitch. 
What a bitch. What a cold piece of work, man. What exhibits are these? I Wasted six years of life with this Defendant bitch. 712 and 713, Your Honor. Six years of life with this bitch. In the house. Living in a house with this bitch. Why this bitch... And if we could go ahead and play... Why this bitch did a tyranny over her friends and made them come along with her. And do shit with her while torturing her. And Mr. Neumeister, um, what's your um, torture what, sister? What do we see here in this demonstrative? Um, there's uh, torture her own sister. I believe you have. I'm not sure the Bates number was 712 and 713. Uh, they're two separate exhibits, Evil. except it's the exact same photograph that's been uh, once Evil been edited, bitch. one hasn't, or I can't say that one hasn't, but. Uh, the colors have been uh, modified in an editor. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, beyond the scope of your ruling, talking about colors. The methodical destruction. Thank you, The um, methodical. Mr. Neumeister, um, did you form an opinion in this case about the authenticity methodical. of the photos that you reviewed, reviewed of Ms. Heard? Well, first of all, you can't, I can't, nobody can identify the authenticity of the photos, of any of the photos. Marked photos three, photos one, or just marked with the operating system number. And the reason is the manner of collection. So these came from an iTunes backup. Now, what is an iTunes backup? It's Objection, not Your Honor. I'm, I'm sorry. You're on the scope of your ruling. Exit metadata. This keeps happening. Your Honor, may I approach on this one? He don't know what to do to stop it. He trying to stop it. Amber looks sick. She don't know what to do. They don't know what to do to stop it. What's up, man? So, Mr. Newmeister, um, without going into the specifics, what's your opinion about the authenticity of the photos you received from Ms. Heard? Based on the way they were collected, there would Objection, be Objection, no Your Honor. Just ruled on this. I framed my question. I thought, Your Honor, to avoid the issue that you're concerned about. Mr. Newmeister, what's your opinion about the authenticity here? There's no way for any forensic expert to validate any of these photos. Thank you very much. No further questions. Thank you. Good afternoon, Mr. Newmeister. Good afternoon. Um, your only degree is in political science, correct? 42 years ago, correct. And you have no degree whatsoever from any academic institution in computer science, correct? That's correct. And you have no certifications in computer forensics, correct? That's correct. From the opinions you've testified today, you relied on no data except for the embedded EXIF metadata to support those opinions, correct? Incorrect. What other data did you rely on for the opinions you've testified to today? I was trying to explain that you kept objecting. What other data did you rely on for the actual opinions you've been able to testify to today besides EXIF metadata? The type of extraction that was performed? 
You're asking the question for the actual opinions you you testify to. That is what I would use. I would also use vector scopes. Objection, Your Honor. That's that was not responsive to my question, Your Honor. If you want to approach, dude, getting upset, man. It's hard, man. It's hard, man. Getting upset. Really mad at Amber for putting him in this twist. Like, God damn this bitch. This bitch. I can't believe this bitch did this to us. <sighs> Sir, you can answer that question. Pardon? You can answer the question. Can you restate the question? Uh, I, I don't recall a question, Your Honor. Right. We can move on. Your Honor, maybe we could have the court reporter read it back. They could yeah. redirect. No. What was the question, Judy? You can have the court reporter read it back. I believe the question was, what methodology did I use to make my findings? Judy's voice has changed. That's... <laughs> Sorry. Is, is that correct, Judy? Judy's voice has okay. changed. I just do Answer the question. Very simple. That's fine. Okay. So, when you're analyzing video or photo, in this objection case, to video, Your Honor, that's beyond the scope. All right. If you could just answer the question, sir. When you're Analyzing a photo, a digital photo, you look at the EXIF data, you use a vector scope, you can use a Pantone chart if that's available, and that should be done, but that's a whole different deal. If I go into that, you'll object to it. So you'd also use a waveform scope, you would use an RGB parade, you can use a histogram, though in this case it's not really all that relevant. You are not offering any opinions that any photograph in this case was intentionally modified by Ms. Hurd, correct? I'm just stating the fact that photographs were modified. But, so you are not offering any opinion that any photograph in this case was intentionally modified by Ms. Hurd, correct? That's correct. Can you please pull up Exhibit 170A? Is that Defendant's 170? Defendant's 170, yes, Your Honor. So you offer testimony regarding this photograph during the direct examination, right, Mr. Neumeister? There's... That, that's a yes or no, sir. Of a photograph like that, I, I don't exactly remember the uh, photograph. There's so many different versions of this photograph, but yes, I, I talked about that particular photograph. But on, uh, do you recall being deposed in this matter? Yes. And you were under oath? Yes. And that was on April 6, 2022? I believe. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, um, Mr. Neumeister, if you could please turn to page 76. And when I say pages, those are the little pages in the four boxes, not oh, the page okay. at the top. 
And do you see page 76, line 3? You were asked on April 6, anywhere in your April 1, 2022 expert disclosure, do you offer any opinions regarding the authenticity or lack of authenticity of the specific photograph produced as ALH 7101? Response, can I refer to my report to see if that specific number is in the report? Yes. Response, not that specific photo. I just grabbed three out of the batch. Do you see that? Yes. Can you please pull up Exhibit 517, or Defendants 517? Thank you. You are not offering any opinions regarding this specific photograph, right, Mr. Neumeister? That's correct. My testimony has been limited here. And you are not offering any opinion that any photograph was visually doctored by Amber, correct? Not by, I can't put the person uh, who might have done it. Well, you're not offering an opinion that a photo was visually doctored by anybody, are you? I'd have to see each photo. There's no way to authenticate any of these photos based on what I received. So you testified about photos three. Do you recall that testimony? Correct. Yeah, photos three is a photo editing and photo sorting application, correct? It's a photo editor and photo sorter, as, as are a number of editors. So when you reference photos 3.0, you never did any independent research. Um, strike that, Your Honor. So when the, when the software of a photograph in the EXIF metadata says Photos 3.0, that could be just saying that the photo was saved in Photos 3.0, correct? Unless you looked at a scope of the photos that would tell you that the parameters of the photo do not meet that of the cell phone that it was taken on. But the notation Photos 3.0 in the software EXIF metadata that does not, in and of itself, mean that the photo was edited in Photos 3.0, correct? It means that you've recompressed the photo and it will not hash or digitally fingerprint with the original photo. But it does not mean, in and of itself, that it was visually edited in any way in Photos 3.0, correct? Again, it's not the same photo because you're using lossy compression once you save it, so it, you have changed the photo. So if you could please turn to page 233 of that transcript. And line 20, do you see question? When it says exit software, okay, photos 3.0, on to 234. That's just saying it was saved in photos 3.0, right? Response, saved in 3.0, that's correct. Question, that notation in and of itself does not mean that the photo was edited in 3.0, Right? Answer. That's correct. Did I read that correctly? Yes. A file has not changed visually just because it has been processed through Photos 3.0, correct? That's incorrect. Uh, can you look at page 128 of your deposition, please? At the bottom, line 20, question you see. Question, but the file changed visually just because it, is, it has been processed through Photos 3.0. Answer, you know, obviously I understand what you're asking. From a technical point, yes, because of the compression. You get down to scopes and artifacts, yes, it has changed. Was it intentionally changed? We don't know. In other words, did somebody save it in there and just save the photo? We don't know. Did I read that correctly? That's correct. But again, it says but here. Just, that was my question, mm -hmm. Mr. Okay. 
So if the EXIF metadata software field lists the software as iOS, you have no reason to dispute that, correct? Incorrect. Well, isn't data data? That's what you testified to, right? It's very simple to modify EXIF data. It's, I mean, Did you, you find any evidence phone. in this case of actual modification of EXIF metadata? You can't. You can't authenticate any of these photos because of the way they were. That wasn't my question, Mr. Neumeister. Did you find any evidence of any modification of EXIF metadata of any photograph in this case? You didn't listen to my answer. My answer is there is no way to know because of the way the files were presented. So you found, but you actually you found no actual evidence of it, correct? That no one could. I'm not asking way. anyone else could, Mr. Neumeister. I'm asking, did you yourself? Find, you, you found no evidence of any modification of EXIF metadata of any photograph in this case, correct? Now, I understand trying to control the narrative, but there's no way to answer that scientifically because given the evidence we were given, there is no way to positively or negatively answer that. It's not a question that can be answered. It, is, it is a question, Mr. Neumeister. The question is, did you yourself, you found no affirmative evidence of any modification of software exit metadata of any photograph in this case, correct? You you found no actual evidence of that, did you? Look, no one could tell either way because I'm not asking about anyone else, Mr. Neumeister. I'm asking about you. Did you you found no evidence of that, did you? Objection, Your Honor. Asked and answered. He's, he's not answered what he found. Your Overruled. Honor. There's not a way to answer that the way you're asking the question. You have to restate it. In, in a, you're trying to control Your Honor. He's not responding to the question. I mean, could you just answer yes or no, sir, to the question? <laughs> it's not a yes or no question. Did you, yes or no, you found you found no evidence of exit metadata modification of any photograph in this case, correct? That's incorrect. Okay. You're not pinning me down to no bullshit, son. I know what you're doing. It is your opinion that the metadata of all photographs of purported injuries that Ms. Hurd has identified as her trial exhibits do not indicate that the photographs went through a photo editing application, correct? Well, first of all, that's not a yes or no question because a lot of the exhibits that you have um, put up, they're not photographs. They're screen grabs and they've been changed from a, a Apple format, which is JPEG, J JPEG, to a JPG Microsoft format. So you have actually changed the exemplars. You've changed the data yourselves. The, uh, we actually ran uh, EXIF data on some of your own examples that you've entered into evidence. They are not photos from an iPhone. Those were edited in a PC. I'm gonna uh, hand up a page from your disclosure. Let's go, Johnny.
So do you see on page eight of your disclosure, Mr. Neumeister, it states, quote, the, the metadata of all of the photographs of purported injuries that Ms. Hurd has identified as her trial exhibits do not indicate that the photographs went through a photo editing application. Did I read that correct? That's correct. No but further, we're talking no further questions. Yeah. All right, redirect. <laughs> uh, uh, a moment ago, Mr. Murphy was asking you some questions about your opinion about the trial exhibits that Ms. Hurd has offered in this matter. Um, and he asked you about your opinion that they don't indicate that they've gone through a photo editing application. What can you tell us about that? Well, first of all, on this last exhibit, it says metadata, not EXIF data. So that's two different things altogether. We're talking EXIF data, and on the report, I put metadata because I was requested to cover meta and EXIF data. So it's taken out of context. The EXIF data is the data based that's embedded in the photo. <laughs> metadata can be the file data, oh. the file itself. Two different things. So the way the data was collected, it was an iTunes backup is a backup objection, Your of Honor, some backups outside the scope of Your Honor's ruling beyond you, exit metadata. I think you opened the door on the, the uh, overruled objection. Thank you, Your Honor. Go ahead, Brian. An iTunes backup is only a backup of things that are on an iPhone that have not been deleted. It does not have the critical operating system. It doesn't have any of the files that would validate the path of a photograph in that phone. It does not have a lot of the log files. It does not have the Knowledge C database, which talks about usage of the phone and uh, the patterns of how data was handled. All it is is the photos you decided to save, not the photos you deleted. So it's a very limited database. Without the system registry or without the system operating system, there's no way to tell because it's very easy to modify a, a photo on a phone and have it just read iOS 9.3.1. But with the actual phone, if you were able to get a hold of the actual phone, and in 95% of all cases we work, we have the actual phones. It doesn't matter if the, the phones are 10 years old or 20 years old, or I mean, not 20 years old, but 10 years old. The reason is if people have something they want to keep as evidence, they don't throw out their phones. They don't recycle their phones. They save their phones. So people ask how we're doing phones on 13-year-old cases because people do not throw out evidence. They keep the phone. So in a situation like this, there are no forensic extractions. In fact, the extractions we were provided were backups of backups of iTunes uh, just exports. So it's third generation and there is no way to verify the file paths and the history of any single photo that we've looked at. No further questions, Your Honor. All right, thank you, sir. You can have a seat in the courtroom or you're free to go. Thank you very much. All right, your next witness. We call Morgan, excuse me, Beverly Leonard by video link. I need the TV. All right, just give us a moment to get the TV up. Oh, shit. Shit went out. Wait a minute. That black screen? Hey, guys, we are giving out a ton of these.
Oh, they should just went out. Ms. Leonard, can you hear me? I can. All right. Can you just count uh, to five for me so I can get you on the big screen in the courtroom? One, two, three, four, five. All right. Oh, that's close. Can you raise your right hand? Do you swear for him to tell the truth under penalty of law? Yes, I do. Well, let's start talking. We'll see you. Try the first question. Good afternoon, Ms. Leonard. Good afternoon. All right, Ms. Leonard, uh, if you could speak a, a little louder for me and try to try to count to five one more time. I'm just trying to get you on the on the on the TV screen. Okay, one, two, three, it. four, five. All right, the lessons we've learned in COVID, correct? Okay. All right, your first question. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Ms. Leonard. Good afternoon. Would you please state your full name for the record? Beverly R. Leonard. Where are you testifying from? I'm testifying from my home in Arizona. Are you familiar with the defendant in this matter, Amber Heard? Yes, I am. And how are you familiar with her? I met her in 2009. Oh, man, that's what it is. I feel you, bro. Thanks for the heads up. Why were you at the airport? I worked there. What happened when you met Ms. Hurd in 2009? I was uh, in the baggage claim area and I observed her with a traveling companion and uh, they were, got into an altercation where Miss um, Hurd was, um, had grabbed her traveling companion and um, pulled something from her neck. At that point, I got up and went over to try to break up what appeared to be a fight. Uh, and I uh, summoned a colleague to help me. And I stepped in between them and separated them, um, stopping any further uh, injuries or escalation. How would you describe the interaction between Ms. Hurd and her traveling companion? Um, Ms. Hurd was aggressive towards her traveling companion. Look at the lawyer. Look at the lawyer sitting next door. She had reached up and grabbed her arm and uh, pulled a necklace off of her. And, and, and then I uh, observed her having it in her hand. Um, she seemed to be um, not very steady on her feet. Uh, her eyes were blurry uh, and watery, and I could smell alcohol. What was Ms. Hurd's traveling companion's reaction to being assaulted by Ms. Hurd? Objection, relevance. Uh, I'll sustain the objection. On relevance? Yes. Okay. What did Ms. Hurd's traveling companion do? Uh, she raised her hands in what appeared to be a defensive um, manner. And, but other than that, she was pretty stoic and uh, didn't really respond much. Her stature was uh, two or three inches taller than Ms. Hurd, so um, she, she, it didn't, uh, she didn't really need to have to 
uh, defend herself. <laughs> How would you describe Ms. Hurd's demeanor when you stepped in between Ms. Hurd and her traveling companion? Uh, she was somewhat dismissive. She just said, um, we're, we're just having an argument. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, because I was asking if, if they were okay. Are you okay? Um, is there anything wrong? What, you know, what's going on? Um, and objection was, hearsay. Just objection hearsay to what she's saying. All right. All right. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. What, if any, injuries did you observe on Miss Hurd's traveling companion? She had um, abrasion on the side of her neck where the necklace was, um, like a rope burn um, from the uh, chain as it was removed. How did you come to testify in this trial? I became aware of this situation um, specifically this trial um, because I was sent an email uh, anonymously. I don't even know who it came from um, asking. Objection. Uh, hearsay. I'll, I'll sustain the objection. How would you generally describe Ms. Hurd's behavior on the occasion you met her in 2009? Objection, Your Honor. I already asked and answered the specifics. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Did Ms. Hurd's sexual orientation have any impact on how you conducted objection. yourself? I'll sustain the objection. Nothing further, Your Honor. All right. Any cross-examination? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Cross-examination. Ms. Ms. Leonard, when did you uh, contact counsel for Mr. Depp? Late last night. Late last night. <laughs> and this happened in 2009, correct? Yes. 13 years ago, correct? Yes. And you know that this trial is being televised, right? Yes. And so you know that if you have something that might be significant uh, to say, that that way you can get on television, right? It's her argument for a whole lot of shit, no, though. I had no desire to be on television. Um, I actually waited for a call and uh, wondered why I hadn't been contacted. All right. But you, uh, but you only contact, you reached out and contacted them last night, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. I have no further questions. All right. Oh, wow. Job? Nothing further, Your Honor. All right. Thanks, Ms. Leonard. You're free to sign off. Thank you. Woo! All right. All right. Your next witness. Your Honor, may we approach? Sure. Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. Didn't really have a defense for that. Woo. Camille slam dunk. Jesus. Shout out to everybody out there. Hit the like button, man. Camille doing her thing, man, right now.
Hit the like button on the way in, man. Johnny Depp is in the building. Johnny Depp is looking great right now. Amber Heard. Damn. Shout out Kate Moss. If y'all ain't seen that, came through. Show love to Johnny Depp. Even though it was back in the days, bitch. You feel me? Maintain good relations with a bitch. So a bitch didn't stab him in the neck. Nothing bad to say. Man, and Amber Heard is clearly a lesser bitch than Kate Moss. Clearly a lesser bitch, right? And I bet you Johnny Depp probably was like, man, you know, this is a fly little bitch. You know what I'm saying? She ain't the baddest bitch that I done had, but she a fly little bitch. Let me put this bitch on. She on the up and come up. You know what I'm saying? This is this my little bet. And it just, just, just didn't realize. Well, he probably did realize subconsciously that she was like his mama probably. But just bring on such, look where we at, man. Look where we at. The stories we've heard. So ruthless. This is a beautiful, a beautiful journey through various behavior patterns of people. Can't help but rejoice a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Pretty good entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Pretty good entertainment, I must say. But really, the boss, Mac Topswell, really just had to get a whole lot of streaming practice, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still on track to have um, closing arguments on Friday morning. Um, but uh, the, the plaintiff only has one more uh, witness in rebuttal. And then since we have a counterclaim, the defense has a chance to have rebuttal for their counterclaim. And so, so you'll hear the, the remaining witnesses tomorrow on that. Um, so since we don't have anything further today, I'm going to go ahead and release you at this point. Do not discuss the case with anybody. Don't do any outside research. And we'll see you back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, okay? Thank you. What? I think that's it. Is that it? Okay. All right. And then for the record, charge the plaintiff the remaining time till 530. The plaintiff uh, has seven hours and eight minutes left as of this moment. And the defendant has one hour and 16 minutes left, right? So we're on the same page. 
Okay, and jury instructions, um, we get clean copies today? Um, yes, Your Honor. So here's, I think we just received their comments around noon today, but we've had someone not in the court who's okay. been looking at those and I think has narrowed down the areas of disagreement and either is sending or has sent to Sammy uh, an email that sets forth the few remaining issues of disagreement. But okay. largely, I think we're mostly there, but I haven't had a chance to read what they said. Mostly, okay. So I. So I have everything, so I don't have everything quite yet, then. It's not finalized Okay, yet. but I will get it sometime this evening. I'm, I, there, we have an hour now. I, you can stay in the courtroom and work it out. How about that? That's, we're happy to address those. I think, I think we need an opportunity to see what we, I mean, we sent them our comments two days ago. We just got it I understand, ago, but so. we, have, we have some extra time right now, so nobody leaves until I get my jury instructions. How's that? That's fair. I like that. Okay. We'll do that, and the verdict form also. And then, <laughs> if I could read Sammy's handwriting, I'd tell you exactly what he's saying. Sammy, what are you saying here? Oh, yes, it, we got the three um, jury instructions that are under advisement, so we'll address those tomorrow as well, okay? And we'll work on Sammy's penmanship. All right, anything else? So to be clear, is your Honor, your Honor wants to hear the disputes right now or tomorrow? We could. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you know what the disputes are yet. Right. So I'll hear the disputes tomorrow. Okay. Well, yeah, we could do those at some point tomorrow. Sounds like we're going to have some extra we'll time, time tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll take care of those tomorrow, but I want everything today. I want to know what those disputes are and uh, have what you have and, clean. Already. And that's what I'm saying. I think that by five, you're, you, you, will, you will get okay. what the disputes are. Okay, for, for everything, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so just stay here until we get all that yeah. for everything. Okay, sure. great. Anything else then? No, all right, we'll see you in the morning. Thank you, Well, that's it, it looks like. All right. That's about it there. Boss Mac Topswell in here, man. And, um, hey, I want to say shouts out to everybody who tapped in with me today. You know what I'm saying? And, um, looks like, um, I think Johnny finna bounce. Yeah, everybody's bouncing. People are bouncing. And, uh, yeah, man. Salute to the whole process, Boss Mac out here doing his thing. Shout out to y'all out there, man. Appreciate y'all fucking with me, man. Uh, as we, uh, uh, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, we probably get back tomorrow um, in the morning. It's going to be over. Boss Mac is just really... Testing out his streaming skills, getting it, trying to get comfortable and used to streaming. Been streaming for a couple of weeks now, trying to get better, learning. Shout out to all everybody out there who tapped in with a nigga, man. You know what I'm talking about? I think we might come back and do a show tonight. I think I'm ready to start dropping the reminders on nigga, man. You know, I've been sneak, I've been sneak uh, streaming. You know. That's when I just started streaming and shit. You feel me? Blessings. Yeah, nigga. Let me see what we got right here. Yeah. 
gentlemen, thank you for coming out. The Top Mac Nigga Show is a Balls Mac Industries production.